Welcome back to Tulsa Time with Bishop David Condola. We're here talking about the synod questions that happened over the Diocese of Tulsa in eastern Oklahoma. We had a good tease. This is what they call a teaser in the, in the showbiz. Uh, we had a great teaser. We had asked a question, and then we ran out of time. So we wanted to pick up right where we left off last week. The question was uh, in regards to the, teacher, uh, the church's teaching on sexuality, and I quoted an, an exact answer that we received from the online, uh, su online submission. I'll reread it for you. It says, I feel the church can be unwelcoming to those who experience same-sex attraction. Why does the church not accept those people for who they are? Well, let me, let me suggest that a way for us to get into this uh, topic is to hearken back to what we were saying about prayer and the, the purpose of prayer and what we hope to accomplish in prayer is not to get all our goodies. Uh, prayer is not the prime mover, <laughs> God's prime, uh, Amazon prime uh, <laughs> delivery system. Prayer is communion with God. It is communication with God and it is being in God. When we begin, when we think of this issue about human sexuality, out of the, what, the turmoil that surrounds us in the society about it, we come to a very different place and we ask very different questions even than when we start thinking about this topic through the lens of God has made me for Himself and God has made me as I am, as a man or as a woman. God has created me that way for a purpose, and the big part of that purpose is union with Him. The ultimate destination of every human life is heaven. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Now, when we start there, that helps us to then begin to understand what is sexuality for? If, if God has created me as a male or a female, why has He done that? And what is the purpose of having male and female in the creation, in the world? And marriage is the purpose, mm -hmm. the, the uh, unfolding of the human family through the gift of marriage and family life. Uh, it is precisely because there are male and female that there can be marriage, the union of two who are different but precisely created for each other in their differentness. Their differentness is precisely designed for this union. Now, what happens then when someone does not experience an attraction to that union, to that kind of a union, a natural attraction? What happens if someone experiences an attraction to someone of the same sex? What happens if someone doesn't experience sexual attraction at all. We, we now have also um, sort of roiling the waters, all the questions around uh, transgender. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, now we hear this long acronym of LGBTQ and then there's even plus and all kinds of things added to it. Uh, what do we do with that? If we're not rooting this whole conversation in God and what God has made us to be, we're going to come to very different answers, and they're going to be ideologically and politically motivated, and they're not going to lead to our flourishing or to our good. But if we begin with where God has created us, then we're able to see that 
we're made for this union. If we don't experience a desire for marriage or for that uh, sexual union with the opposite sex, we're still made for friendship. We're still made for that kind of union. And so persons who experience the same-sex attraction, for example, can nonetheless fulfill their Christian duty, their Christian relationship with God through chaste friendship. In about two weeks, I'm going to join uh, again this year the Courage National Conference. Every year there's an apostolate in the church called Courage, which seeks to accompany and to help people who experience a same-sex attraction or other than an opposite-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. And uh, people from all over the country and even from different other countries That's right. gather at the Courage Annual Conference for fellowship and for learning and catechesis and prayer. Uh, and so it's a recognition that the church does accept everyone for who they are, but the church's understanding of who they are is rooted in the fact that God is the one who has created us. Every person is a son or daughter of God, an heir to the life of grace. That is what God has done. Uh, if we live out of that, it helps us to come to the correct answers of how to live with things like a same-sex attraction or a gender uh, unease about my gender or mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah, I highly recommend CourageRC.org is the, is the website. They also have a, a, a second part of it called Encourage, and that's for uh, people who have family members or loved ones who do experience same-sex attraction. Right, right. So because, I mean, it, it is in, in the fallen world in which we live in, it is true that it is hard for people to hear what God is trying to say. Mm -hmm. And many who are not listening and who are coming to all these different conclusions then look at the church or people in the church and imagine, look, you don't come to the same conclusions I'm learning on Facebook or YouTube or, or in the media, mm -hmm. and therefore you hate me or you don't accept me as I am. But actually we do accept people as they are. It's just that we understand at a deeper level who they are. Right, and we love them, and we love them so much that we want to spend eternity with them in heaven. And we want them to know the joy of living in a communion and a union with God. Right. Uh, there's another question uh, regarding high school students. I thought this was a really good one. We had a, we had a good number of young uh, adults mm -hmm. uh, submit questions for the online, on the online portion. It says, high school students express a desire for stronger formation and more in-depth prayer opportunities. And they wanted to make sure that we had ways of reaching out to the younger generation. So what are your thoughts there? Well, uh, I recommend for them, well, let me say it this way. Let me do it this way. I don't know any high school uh, student who's not already well-versed online, who doesn't already right. spend lots of time online and look up all kinds of things online. But I wonder, are they looking for Catholic things? They're talking mm -hmm. about formation in the faith. The internet is rich with opportunities for Absolutely. formation in the faith. And so if they would explore, uh, you know, Catholic answers or things on our diocesan website or other diocesan websites, uh, you can get the Bible online, you can get the catechism online. 
Uh, Father Schmidt has all his videos yep. online. Word, Word on, on fire. fire is yeah. online. Uh, Catholic Man Show is online. <laughs> There's no end to Catholic formation that they themselves are the best to access because they already know how to uh, navigate all of that. Right. Well, thank you for listening to Tulsa Time with Bishop David Condola. Next week, we're going to ask the question, what ways do you feel the church encourages us to speak up? So tune in next week as we continue talking with Bishop David Condola.